All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. We're going to talk more about this whole cruise ship situation. And Vaughn, every step of the way, the B.C. government's been wrong because, you know, we kept hearing, well, the president hasn't signed it. President Joe Biden signed that thing yesterday. Yeah, I think they were kind of hoping that his pen would run out of ink. That was kind of their last line <laughs> of defense. I, I, I give you the short list for quote of the year. This is our tourism minister on this subject. We are arrogant in our confidence uh, on this issue, says the NDP minister. Well, she said it, but arrogant in confidence? This government is starting to sound like the old B.C. Liberal government, which was right. always arrogant and always overconfident. Look what happened to them. Yeah, and it's not like they weren't warned. This is the thing that gets me. I mean, I, I had Melanie Mark on the show last week, same thing. Like, they yeah. just refused to see reality on this. Yeah, I mean, the Alaskans, I think, played quite fair on this. The the two senators from Alaska and the uh, one House of Representatives member wrote to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau way back February the 12th, and they sent a copy of the letter to... Uh, John Horgan, and they said, look, uh, you're going to shut down our cruise industry for another year because you're closing your ports until February of next year. So they said, why don't we have a dialogue on this? Let's, we've always uh, talked across the border between Canada and the United States. This is critical for our economy here in Alaska, the cruise ship business. Why don't we talk about this? And there's options. There's other things we could do. And they even mentioned this option of uh, technical stops, which is a way around, a workaround. They got no response, nothing. Um, so that's when they came forward with this legislation. But they tabled the legislation in the U.S. House of Representatives three months ago. Like, again, plenty of warning, right? Again, we need your attention. We're going to do this, but we're still open to dialogue. And B.C. basically didn't really do anything. And Horgan said, ah, that legislation is not going to pass. Melanie Mark said, very unlikely to pass. Canadian government took the same attitude. We're not worried about this. This isn't on our radar screen. So finally, um, the Americans put it through. Sailed uh, you know, through. They waited almost three months before actually putting it through. Uh, it's a really serious case of... of uh, there's two problems here. One is the B.C. government didn't focus on this, uh, Simi, and didn't really make it a priority, I don't think. The other problem is Ottawa. You know, uh, absolutely. How do we get? <laughs> this is an old story in Canada, right? If it happens in Ontario or Quebec, it's a national story. If it's happening in British Columbia, ah, it's a regional issue. Who cares, right? And but and I, even though we've got all these federal ministers from BC, where were they on this file? Yeah. Where were they telling Ottawa you got to deal with it? What I don't understand as well is like we're expecting a federal election at some yeah. point soon. How do they expect to win in BC when all the pollsters say their path to a potential majority lies in BC and they can't even look after the province for an issue like this? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And so now we're scrambling. And the premier, finally, I gather, is going to talk to one of the Alaskans today on the phone, which is good news, although he's had an open invitation to do that for three months. So he's going to talk to them. That's good. Uh, Premier Horgan says he's open to the idea of a technical stop. Well, a technical stop basically means that the ships would come into a B.C. port, drop anchor, uh, but not allow passengers to come and go. And the Alaskans don't need that now, you know? No, they don't. And here's another thing. I got an interesting letter on the weekend, Simi. I've forgotten about this. 
Seattle has been trying to steal Vancouver's cruise ship business for 20 years. Way back in 2001, they opened a cruise ship terminal in Seattle, and the goal was to get Americans on Alaska cruises to fly not into Vancouver, but to fly into Seattle. They've been trying for 20 years to steal our cruise ship business. Um, This may give them a toehold on doing that. The legislation that the president signed yesterday, BC says this is their latest fallback position. Well, it's only temporary. You know, it only goes till next February and we'll be back to normal. This is where they're arrogant in their confidence, right? Well, who's to say that Seattle won't use its political clout to say, hey, this this is our chance to scoop this cruise ship business for all time. What if they just made it optional? for ships to stop in BC? Or what if they made these technical stops like a permanent thing? You know, you sort of cruise into port, drop anchor, and keep going. I I don't think we can can go with the BC government and the federal government in their certainty that this is only temporary when they've been wrong every step of the way. Exactly. I know. So we're hoping to talk more about that. I just don't know what more could have been done to raise the alarm on this, Vaughn. I mean, we've been talking about it. We've requested ministers on this. We've talked to cruise ship people. Is nobody in their departments listening to what's going on in the media and the public on this? It was kind of uh, shocking. You know, I think we've talked about this in general. All of our colleagues have talked to our friend Keith Baldry about it and everything. We're still in pandemic politics. You know, it's still almost the only story out there that has any traction. We're slowly, slowly, we're getting back to politics as normal. Uh, and I think, you know, if uh, the the trend lines continue in the same way, we will return to post-pandemic politics. But we're not there yet. And I think that's one right. of the challenges we all face in our business, Simi, and I, I'm sure Gordon McDonald feels it and you feel it as well, It's getting anybody's attention on any other story. That is so true. Speaking of which, uh, that's going to be the big story today, too. What are we hearing about restrictions that are going to be lifted? Well, uh, you know, there's a list. Uh, There's restaurants and there's gymnasiums and there's travel and all that. But look, uh, you know, I'm the pandemic pessimist. And I really think the most important message we get today is don't go nuts. It's not over yet. Exactly. Uh, play it safe. Um, I find pretty disturbing the latest news out of the United Kingdom. So they're way ahead of us in vaccinating people and so forth. But they've got a problem with, uh, let me make sure I got the number correctly. As we're number collectors these days. This is the B1167.2 variant, which was originally identified in India. So it is 50% more communicable than the B117 variant, which right. was first identified in the UK. So more transmissible means you can, you're more likely to get COVID-19 from somebody that has it. The UK has got a number of cases. So do we, not as nearly as many as they do, but you know how it works, right? We're at the front end of it. But here's the problem. It's more transmissible than the variants we've been dealing with. The UK has done a study, Simi, that finds that Pfizer is effective against this new variant. It's very effective, 88% protection if you have both shots, first dose, second dose. 
Well, there, to me, is the problem for British Columbia. We have a lot of people now, first dose vaccinated, and our government is telling us, promoting that extensively, right? Only about, I think it's less than 4% of British Columbians have the second dose. So we are vulnerable. Now the variant is still small numbers here, but we're vulnerable. So I go, gee, I don't know. Yes, uh, makes sense. We're reopening. And Dr. Henry says we're reopening slowly. And that's the message we need to hear. But I guess the one thing I would be, uh, I hope John Horgan doesn't do another of his premature victory laps, uh, which he's been doing for over a year. I hope the message today is stay cool, be careful. We still have the possibility which they're experiencing elsewhere, of a fourth wave or problems with a variant. Yeah, and I hope that message gets out to all the industries as well, right? Like, we got shut down again. Let's make sure it doesn't happen again by being extra vigilant this time. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone is tired. Oh, yeah, no kidding. I don't blame them. Everyone is looking forward to a better summer and getting past it and all that, but... I still think there's enough issues with variants, enough issues with the fact that most of us, virtually all of us, don't have our second doses yet. There's a safety issue. Uh, Caution is warranted. Care is warranted. Uh, Dr. Henry, as I said, I think has had a better message on this than the premier. She's been saying slow reopening, dimmer switch, all that. Adrian Dix has been saying we have to live in the present, be careful. So, again, I hope that's the message that comes through today. I hope so, too. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.